morning, everybody. Boy, it is a good morning, isn't it? Sure, I'm glad I swam here this morning. <laughs> yeah, it's so good to be in the house of God. And uh, so good to have all of you who, who pressed in to come this morning. And boy, I tell you what, when you press into God, it pays off. And um, you know what happens to us in services like this, we'll never know. Um, this type of environment, the presence of God helps us, uh, it just fills us up for uh, the battles ahead. But rather than focus on the battles ahead, we've been talking about cultivating a lifestyle of thanksgiving. Cultivating a lifestyle of thanksgiving. And uh, went right along with us praising God and thanking God. Does anybody have something to be thankful about? Does, does anybody have someone to be thankful for? And, you know, I, I just love these times. It's, you know, just wonderful to have <laughs> the assembly and, and God is here. And, um, but I want to make sure we all realize he's a person. He's a person. Like my wife said, it's, it's a daily personal walk with God the Father, who is a person. Jesus, the Son, at the right hand of the Father, Jesus is a person. And then thank God for the person and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we can grieve Him, and one of the ways we can grieve Him is by forgetting that He's on the inside of us. And, and boy, I tell you what, He reminds us, and He prompts us, and I'm, I'm doing my best to take my walk with God to another level of thanksgiving and praise. And it's something we need to cultivate. Um, for the technology team, I just want to get this out of the way. I totally forgot to send them my notes. Of, of, so if you're going to take, if you're look, getting ready to look up on the screen for scriptures, go ahead and pull out a pad and I'll just name, uh, I'll let you know what the reference is. And I'm so... I'm so filled with this word this morning, I was going to conclude this teaching today, um, but I really don't want to rush the four things we need to talk about, so I was just thinking that I would go ahead and continue it on Wednesday night and make sure we finish it out really good, so please come back, please come back. Uh, you, there's kids' church, there's youth, there's a place for everyone to come and, and it's so good to put pause on the middle of your week and just just get recharged again like we do daily but yet in the assembly so let's talk about this and it, it'll help equip us for the days to come so we're talking about the tremendous power behind Thanksgiving the tremendous power behind Thanksgiving and we're talking about cultivating a lifestyle lifestyle of thanksgiving. First Chronicles 16.34 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Why? For He is good. For He is good. For His steadfast, unconditional love endures forever. Unconditional love. Are we putting conditions on other people? If they'll do this, I'll love them more. No, um, God says to love people unconditionally. We don't condone wrong lifestyles or anything like that, but we still love you. And love you enough to even speak the truth in love when we can. 
You know, if I knew somebody was, uh, you know, if you go up to Appalachian uh, State and all that area up there, they, they've got escape routes for the 18-wheelers or anybody else who loses their brake coming down, coming down the mountain. Well, if, you know, warning us and telling us the truth helps us to escape uh, running through the guardrails into devastation. So that's why also that God ministers to us what we need to hear, and it will challenge us. Uh, God's Word will always challenge us. Come up higher. Come on, let, let's do this more consistent. Let's, let's you know, let's turn our uh, Sunday morning church into a lifestyle of daily walking with God who's a person. And, and that's one of the reasons why God created the heaven and the earth. Uh, he wanted a family. He, he wanted a big family that, that he could love, that, you know, the original Garden of Eden before uh, God's original intent was this to be forever and, until, you know, Satan said, hey, God, I think I want to do your job. And there's only one God, and there's only one creator, you know. And so he got kicked out of heaven. That's why a lot of the mess you see here on this earth um, is not acts of God like insurance policies say. No, there's a devil who's run roughshod throughout this world, but thank God We've been delivered from the kingdom of darkness. God destroyed him and paralyzed him when we received Jesus. We, we come into a place of we can be protected even in the midst of a very dangerous world. So we want to practice the lifestyle of thanksgiving, lifestyle. Think about that. The lifestyle. Why do we do that? Because we give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his steadfast, unconditional love is a little moody. Is there a scripture up there? (laughs) No, it lasts forever. Lasts forever. You say, I can't possibly do that. You don't know what that person did or has done. No, no, wait a minute. Uh, What what did you do? What did you have done? And, And when you were dead and in the water, what did God do for you? What did God do for me? Please, let's start loving people the same way God loved us. And that'll take some judgment out of our life, like, you know, we're supposed to be the corrector and, 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 you know, the one who, you're not the Holy Spirit. I just snorted. You're not the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And, 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 you know, thank God for the Holy Spirit. He's on the inside of us. He helps us immensely. So, all right. So, we're going to review the four things that we talked about last week, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to minister a little bit more along these lines, and we're going to finish up on Wednesday, so I hope to see you Wednesday. So we talk about four ways to cultivate a lifestyle of thanksgiving, and we've already said it. Well, we walk with God who is a person daily, and, and when you walk with a God who sent his son to die on the cross for our sin, to live innocent. So he could die for all the times we missed it and took on our infirmities and pains and the chastisement of our peace. All we need to do is thank you, Father. And thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for what you've done. My wife exhorted us, said that, you know what? In the Word, there's so many things that God said he's already done for us, and we just need to thank God. Thank you. You're my Savior. Thank you that you saved me. 
Thank you that I received you as my healer. Thank you that you healed me according to your word. By Jesus' stripes, you paid the price for me to be well and have peace of mind. Thank, come on, we got a lot to be thankful for. Thankful for, because we've received a whole lot from God that we probably haven't thanked him enough for. That's why we want to go ahead and live a lifestyle of thanksgiving. So walk with God daily. Number two, magnify the Lord. Number three, renew your mind on the word of God for yourself. Stop taking someone else's word on the word. You can learn from somebody, but like Paul said, follow me as I follow the Lord. You study the scriptures like the Thessalonians that, that, that studied the scripture to see if these things were so. So I respect people. I can learn from people, but I want to see where's that in the word? Where is that in the word? You know, that, that, that's, that's just the way I go. This is the way. The way. What's that program? Oh, Mandalorian. Everybody know what I'm talking about? What, what's it? This is the way? I don't know what that applies to, but uh, <clears throat> I guess that's some person that said, you know, th this is the way. In other words, don't question me. Well, I'm going to question you if you violate the word. I'm not going to be ugly about it, but I'm going to go ahead and check you. And I, I, I challenge you. When you're in environments... Check the word out. Don't get caught up into a frenzy. Let somebody bring a falsehood that you buy into. I don't want to say this. I don't want to say this. Because you're, you're, pro, you're going to know, uh, maybe you're going to know. There was a minister who recently passed. And he followed uh, the gospel and the truth and the word of God. Until he became dissatisfied, he opened up the door to the enemy, and the enemy began to lie to him that the word is not authentic. Wait a minute. My word says all Scripture is inspired by God. There's not another gospel. There's not another Scripture. If you step beyond the word, you've stepped beyond me. And this person would not be corrected. Whoever you might think is a general in the body of Christ tried to talk to him over the years. But let me tell you something. I'm sorry. I'm getting specific. Maybe you know it. Maybe you don't. But this person said God has paid the price for everything. I agree. But you have to receive him. It doesn't come upon you just because God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, right? But the word says, whoever will call upon him, then the Lord will be saved. And, and, and when you get saved, uh, then, then God begins to develop us spiritually, and, and we realize that whatever lifestyle we might be in or things that we might be doing wrong, well then, because Jesus is Lord, we're going to allow the word of God to shape us and fashion us into what, who, what he says we are, who he says we are. And this person uh, tries very aggressively tried to tell people this is a gospel of inclusion. It doesn't matter how you live. doesn't matter what lifestyle you're in. God has already paid the price, and you're going to go to heaven no matter what. That is so false. That's another gospel. It's demonic, and I'm sorry. It's just not true.
Quite a few people celebrated him without talking about the error. Praise you, Father. We glorify you, Father. Magnify the Lord with me. Magnify his word with me. Listen, if Jesus, if you've made Jesus your Savior by receiving his salvation and you made him your Lord by receiving him as your Lord, that means he's going to want to say, he's going to want to say something about everything in your life. We're not preaching you into holiness if you haven't received Jesus. And really holiness, please, please, is, is, is not, nothing more than becoming more like Jesus every day. So walk with God daily, magnify the Lord, renew your mind on the Word of God for yourself and stay filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to jump around a little bit today because I need to get to something. We're going to skip to number two. We'll, we'll address number one probably more thoroughly this coming Wednesday night. Number two, magnify the Lord with me. Magnify the Word with me. Magnify who you are in Christ with me. Mag whatever you magnify in your life will continue to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. That minister didn't fall overnight. That minister didn't walk away from the gospel overnight. It, it could have happened when, when he was at a vulnerable point in his life and the enemy whispered. And then the enemy whispered. Then the enemy began to to. to Question, did God say? Take time to notice who God is, what He's done, what He said in His Word, Psalm 34, 1 through 6. I will bless the Lord at all times. His, we're talking about a real God. His pronoun, His, He. He's a person. That's why when we come here, it is not religious. Religiosity can worship God without realizing he's here and he's not even a person. And, and so it's, it's different than that. It's deeper than that. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually, continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord, His Word in the Lord, and His Word in the Lord and His Word. I can do that continually because even if something's not shown up in my life that God has said in His Word that I believed I received, uh, He's making it happen for me. So in the midst of terrible times, I can thank God right through it. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear any evil because his rod and staff, they comfort me. The humble, the teachable, the teachable, the teachable. You ever try to talk to somebody and they, they, they say, I know, I know, I know, I know. Stop that. Just listen. I'm seeing something you say you know, but you don't. Because you're not acting like it. 
The humble, teachable, downtrodden, humble will hear it and rejoice. Talking about the truth. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, magnify the word with me. Oh, magnify God the Father with me. Magnify God the Son with me. And it's amazing. When I try to magnify the Holy Spirit, He always wants to deflect on the Father and the Son. He is the Holy Spirit. I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit. It's just amazing when, 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 yeah, He always leads us to the Father and Jesus. We respect Him. We honor you, Holy Spirit. We respect and honor your role. I sought the Lord on the authority of His Word. I sought the Lord because I had a thought. Anything and everything bad that's happened into our life, anything and everything that led to a decision that brought uh, negative ramifications started with the form of a thought. And we're going to talk about that more in depth on Wednesday night. We got to know, you better examine the thoughts you have coming into your mind. An unrenewed mind is a very dangerous place to be. It is the devil's playground. We need to hear the word daily. Be in a place where you're consistent with your word. And say it again, verse 4, I sought the Lord on the authority of his word. And obviously he, he heard me and he answered me and delivered me from all of my fears. When most of the world goes one way and Jesus and his words go another way, which way will you go? I'm going the way Jesus does. Uh, the majority doesn't mean it's right. If it's in alignment with the Word of God and the majority goes with it because the Holy Spirit and the Word always agree, I'm going to go with that. But the world obviously is, is, is going in a very negative direction and it's compromising the Word, tearing pages out of the Bible, and, and the world thinks their Lord, their truth. No. I serve the God who is the way, the truth, and the light. Whatever way Jesus walks, that's the way I'm going. And, and the Scripture is going to confirm the direction of God. I'm telling you what, when, when you're walking with God, you recognize His voice. Most of the world's going one way, and Jesus and His words going the other way. I'm going with Jesus. Are you going to go with Jesus with me? Isaiah 26.3 says, people with their minds set on you, on Jesus, you keep completely whole, steady on their feet, because they keep at it, and they don't quit. Depend on God. Keep at it, because the Lord, in the Lord God, you have a sure thing. A sure thing. Magnifying the Lord and what God has said means magnifying the truth and it defies lies and it defies the devil. John 8, 43 says, Jesus speaking by or speaking to the religious Jews of that day, he said, if, if God were your father, said Jesus, you would love me. You would love the truth. Jesus is the truth. For I came from God 
And I arrived here. Do you have that up there? That's John chapter 8, verse 43, the message. That's probably something I would like you to put up there. I want you to see something, and it's John 8, 43 in the message, and I just caught an excerpt of this, but Jesus was speaking to the religious Jews of the day. He said, he said if, you, if God were your father, said Jesus, you would love me, the truth, for, because I came from God. I came from God, and I arrived here. I came from God, where is he? In heaven, the Trinity got together and made a plan of redemption that was going to require God the Son to leave the place called heaven and arrive here on this earth. Heaven is real. Earth is real. At death, our spirit departs earth and arrives there. Jesus departed the Father and arrived here. And he's still here in the person of the Holy Spirit. Philippians 1.23 says, I'm hard-pressed between the two. I have a desire to live this world. I have a desire to live here and be with Christ there, for it is far, far better. And, and, and before you get in the mood, say, me too. Let's just go on and be with the Lord. Wait a minute. We're going to stand before God to see if we fulfilled his will. I, I don't wanna, I'm not going to leave this earth until I'm compl- completely fulfilled the will of God for my life. All I want to hear is, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's great. We're, on, we're here in this earth realm temporarily compared to eternity. It's nothing but a vapor. I try to avoid hairspray. My wife sprays her hair. I know if I'll just wait a moment, it'll, it'll dissipate. But she, she also knows when I'm behind her, and she goes, watch out. Jesus departed heaven and arrived here to rescue us. When he finished the will of God, he went back to heaven. He came here to rescue us. He went there to sit at the right hand of God the Father. In Acts 1, I'm not going to read the scripture, but in Acts chapter 1, you can read verses 1 through 9. Jesus tells the disciple to remain in Jerusalem, wait till the coming of the Holy Spirit. Then Jesus, after he had fulfilled the will, his, the will of his Father right here in his earthly ministry, he was then taken up to go back there. From the disciples right before them in their sight, and two men in white appear and tell them, he's going to return. He's going to come from there to hear in the same way you've seen him go into heaven. There. It's hard for me, and again, it's been said, and just receive it, that, man, Jesus coming back is more eminent than it's ever been. You might say, oh, gosh, I need to get... Get in line with fulfilling the word of God for my life. Well, that's good. I'm glad you said that. Because if you'll start doing the will of God, no matter how, you know, how old you are and what you've done up to this point, it's going to be a good thing that you're fulfilling and you're doing. You're engaged in the will of God, engaged in the work of God. And no matter where you've come, at least you're doing it. And I believe God then can redeem the time. 
I so th- I'm so thankful for you parents keeping your kids in church where they can learn these things and not have to, you know, wait till they're 72 to dedicate their life to the Lord. Excuse me, if you're 72, God bless you. We'll receive you and you get with it. All right, so magnifying the Word of God, I said it earlier, magnifying the Lord, what God said, magnifying the truth defies Satan's lies. And, and, and if, if you're not looking at the Word, hearing the Word of God, you have no way to recognize a thought that's not of God, and that thought will lead you right out of God into wrong places but it all started with the form of a thought, not casting it out of an imagination. We'll get on that Wednesday. Second Corinthians says, you better capture every thought that tries to rise up against the Word of God. You better capture it. Every one of them. Every one of them. And we can because he said to. Psalm 119, 160 says, the sum of your word is truth. And every one of your righteous ordinances is everlasting. 2 Samuel 7, 28 says, Oh, Lord God, you are God and your words are truth. John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. And, and I hear it in my, in, in my mind and my heart so often. Dad Hagen, who's in, in heaven, uh, he would always say, come to him with a question. Come to him. He said, what does the Word say? What does the Word say? Not one scripture. You're going to find the, the context by which it's said so you know what you can stand on. Alistair Begg said, Jesus, just because, listen, just because someone is sincere in their conviction does not mean it's true. Someone can, someone can work you up, and if you're not careful, they'll lead you down a wrong direction because they had unchecked thought life, but they still have their collar. Being a leader is a, it, it, whether you like it or not, you are a leader, you're influencing someone. And that individual that you know, I fear God toward that. I'm trying to use my words very wisely. But that person influenced some people. And I saw people heaping praise on that person that was in error. God, God, you know what? God's so merciful. He, you never give up, give up on anyone. And I, I do believe there's going to be some people in heaven that we were shocked. Why? Because all of a sudden, on their deathbed, they realize, oh my God, what have I done? Last breath could have been, forgive me, Father. I'm so sorry, Jesus, you are my Savior, my Lord. And pass right there and go right to heaven. God's merciful. But I can't preach that people in heaven. I can't preach them into heaven if the word says something contrary to that. Before I do a home going, I make sure that I'm representing 
the family and the person well. Really, it really makes it. You've you got to watch preaching people in heaven and preach people in hell. There's a fine line there. And, and what we're sensing right now is a spirit of the fear of the Lord. Not afraid of God. Don't follow anything. Don't follow me if I'm not leading you in alignment with the word of God and you check the scriptures out daily to see if these things are so. You ever try to approach a know-it-all? You ever try to you ever try to approach a leader that know I know it all? How dare you? How young? You're young. I I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit longer. You've been born. All this kind of stuff. But who's speaking into their life? Every leader needs a leader. Every pastor needs a pastor. Every person needs a pastor. Every person needs an environment just like this. Thomas Brooks says, where truth goes, I will go. And where truth is, I will be. Some of you are praying for direction that the word of God has already stated what you're to do. You can't negotiate with God. The answer is the answer. Don't pray about what God's already said to do. So many people want to hear the voice of God. How about read your Bible and realize that's a person you're talking to? And how about us fellowshipping with God in His Word so we're able to recognize deception, lies? Where truth goes, I'm going to go, and where truth is, I will be. The world says, whatever your truth is, that's just fine. We'll all make it. Make it into heaven, just we, we have all of our ways to get there. No. No. You better become so dogmatic on this no, because it is the crux of the gospel. He is the only way, the only truth in the life. No one can get to heaven, to the Father there without going through the door here. His name is Jesus. 1 Kings 17, 24 says, when the woman said, Elijah, now I know that you're a man of God, and I know the word of the Lord in your mouth is the truth. John 8, verse 43, and this is Jesus again speaking to the religious Jews of his day, said, if, if God were, were your father, I read this a little bit ago, uh, said, Jesus, you would love me, I came from God, I arrived here on earth. I didn't come on my own. He sent me. You, you, all of us are called into the ministry in a measure, whatever God wants us to do. We need to be serving and advancing God's great commission here on this earth. There, there, there are some assignments that you cannot choose. You can't choose... To, to, to be a prophet, apostle, prophet, pastor, evangelist, teacher, that's an assignment from God. Doesn't mean we're any better or worse. Just do what you do. do. Do what you're supposed to do. But I've seen people choose being a pastor as their career. 
They'll not make it. Because it's by the grace of God I am what I am. It's by the grace of God and His help that, uh, you know, the, the majority of ministers that quit are between the ages of 30 and 45. All the more reason we need to have good leadership over our life to speak into our life and to stand with us and to help us. He sent me. Why can't you understand one word I say? Here's why. You can't handle it. You can't handle it. Uh, You're from your father, the devil. Talk to religious people that day. (laughs) That would make some news, wouldn't it? And all you want to do is please him. He was a killer from the very start. He couldn't stand the truth because there wasn't a shred of truth in him. He's a liar. Every word whispered into your ear that does not align with what God has said about who you are in Christ, about what you have in Christ, about who He is, and, and, and what the Word says is a lie and has the potential to take you in a wrong direction that can lead to devastation. No one falls big at once. It's all the little falls along the way, unchecked thought lifestyles that are suggested wasn't checked by the word of God come on now let's stop this the reason why this world's in the mess that it is is Roman chapter 1 says they did not like to retain God in their life in their knowledge if you don't retain God in your knowledge and the devil whispers about something contrary to the word of God you say but I had that thought I mean um, Whatever thought it is, if you don't cast it down, that's your future. And had nothing to... He's a liar. When the liar speaks, he makes it up of his lying nature. He makes it up out of his lying nature and fills the world with lies. I arrive on the scene, tell you the truth, and you refuse to have a thing to do with me. Can any one of you convict me of a single misleading word? Can any one of you convict me on a single sinful act? But I'm telling the truth. Why can't you believe me? Anyone on God's side listens to God's words. It goes on to say in the scripture, this is why uh, you're, not, you're, you're not listening because you're not on God's side. How can we not be on God's side when the word of God says in Hebrews 6.18, it's impossible for him to lie? Listen, all things are possible in the right context, but there are some things God cannot do. One is lie. 
when he speaks the truth, he says, I, I promise, I'm not a liar. And the longer we walk with him, the more we realize how faithful he's been following up through his word. But listen to this. It's impossible for God to lie. In Hebrews chapter 6, it says, his promises are unchanging and his oath is unchanging. So no longer did, no, you know, God didn't just make a promise. He said, I, I promise I'll do it also. I, made, I make an oath to you that I will bring that to pass. There's my promise. I will execute it. Before there's someone that has taken an office like the president, they solemnly swear to do these things to execute the authority in that position. Well, God said, I promise you I'm not a liar and I will stand behind my word. I make an oath to you that I will do it. I'm not going to just promise it and not do it. I make an oath to you. (laughs) In the Garden of Eden, in the book of Genesis, you can find this in chapter 3, Satan whispers in their thoughts. You can look at somebody, they, they can look like they have it all together, but there's something going on in their thought life that they could be entertaining. Every tree is known by its fruit over time. People, preachers, whoever that have gone the way of the world, not in the way of God standing with Him, their whole life is shipwrecked. And you can see the negative fruit from their decisions. Don't blame God for the decisions you've made because of an unchecked thought life. I did not know that this would be a bended knee message. Some of us have Jesus as Savior because we want an escape route to heaven. But when you make Him Lord, His Word is Lord. You only know God to the extent that you've applied His Word in your life. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my Word. Let's not just give Him mouth service. We're talking about cultivating thanksgiving. We're talking about, wow, God, wait. Satan whispers in their ears, and only they could hear their thoughts like we do, and our own thoughts. The enemy is a liar. He comes contrary to the Word of God. He said, hey, guys, God's God's holding things back on you. He's a liar. God is a faithful God that gave a promise and swore to keep it. And to do it and watch over it. And he doesn't lie. Tries to come to us. Why hasn't that happened yet? Questioning the character and the integrity of an awesome God. I don't mind telling you that if there's one thing that hurts me more than anything is someone to question my integrity. 
Now, if I need to be corrected, I'll, I'll own up to it and I'll apologize. But God is flawless, a God of integrity. And the more you hang out with him and his word, you're, you're going to continue to be more like Jesus. There could come a time where no one believed in you, but because you've walked in the truth and proved it out over time, and your fruit is so good, and people start taking your word without throwing it away. And that's, you know, a lot of, some couples get, you know, they get upright. They said, you know, I'm serving Jesus now, my wife won't listen. They got some ticks because of you. You said what? Prove it. Don't just say it. I don't just love my wife with my words. When I can do something for her, I do something for her. Satan questioned Eve, did God really say that? Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And when Eve responded, hey listen, she responded with truth. She said, only we can eat from the tree of uh, um, all the trees but the tree of the good and evil. That's off limits to us. And then Satan questioned a little bit harder. uh, God's keeping good from you. You know what God said about eating that tree that you're not supposed to eat? Uh, You're not going to die if you eat it. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. Just like he did when he was in heaven. He got kicked out. God kicked them out of heaven. There wasn't a big struggle either. When Jesus comes back and there's going to be different wars, it's not, it's, it's not even going to be a battle. The word says just at the sound of his, his word that goes out, <laughs> it's done. That, that word, which is a two-edged sword, I'm not saying the fight has been fixed. I'm just on the right side. I'm on the side of the creator, and you're really coming against me that I created you? See, the enemy tries to blow himself up bigger than what he is. We've got to know the truth. Let me finish this. In the garden that was perfect, that produced abundantly without, without even work at that time, they didn't even need to do weeding. Come on, say amen with that, Jesus. where every single plant but one had been given to Adam and Eve, and Satan focused on the lack rather than what God had done in the full scope of life. Think about that. What are you thinking about? Satan focused on lack, and true gratitude for God and the abundance he gives protects us from caving into the enemy's lies. Psalm 84 says in verse 11, no good thing will I withhold from those who walk uprightly. 
But, but understand something, God can't bless mess either because that's condoning your lifestyle. You could be believing God for something. He said, you know, adjust a couple things here because right now I can't bless you because I'll be condoning you in your actions and your lifestyles and all that. See, people blame everything on God's sovereignty. But God said, if you continue my word, you're my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. God said, if you'll bring my word, which is my will before me, I will hear you, and because I hear you, you can know when you believe you receive, you have what you desired from the word of God when you pray. I hear you because you come with your word, but don't forget, and I'm not condemning anybody because there's, there's a lie too that the enemy can try to push you on the other side. You got to be more perfect. You got to do everything right. You can't, you know, stop it. Walk in the light that we have and let's, let's let God be a father to us and at times correct us. Even through a message like this, God's doing more than I'll ever know. He's doing a great work in my life. Give him thanks in every season. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. He's faithful. He's dependable. He's a God of his word. Four ways to cultivate a lifestyle of thanksgiving. We just addressed number two today. First of all, walk with God daily. We, we talked about that a little bit. Magnify the Lord. Renew your mind on the word of God for yourself. Stay filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your presence. And Father, I know uh, you said in your word that no one can come to Jesus except you draw them. I thank you for drawing them, Father, today at the sound of my voice, those online and in person. Is he drawing you to get that right? Let's make those adjustments and, and God will be happy to fulfill his oath. God, you're working for us. I thank you for it. And I'm not just going to live right so you'll do something for me. I'm going to live right because I love you. And I wouldn't want to do anything to hurt your heart. Any message that does not root back to our relationship with him is extreme. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's just thank God. Thank you, Father, for even correcting us. Thank you for the light shining so bright the entrance of your word gives us light and now we know the path you're lighting our path more and more like the noonday hour if you just bow your head and close your eyes just for a moment those you here today that have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord maybe you heard that doctrine of inclusion that said I don't need to do anything God already paid the price for the whole world we're all going to heaven no 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 that is a lie now I'll agree the price has been paid for the whole world to go to heaven but we must receive him as our Savior and we must confess him as our Lord if you've never done that I want us all to pray this prayer out loud together everyone here say it with me God I believe Jesus is the Son of God I believe he died on the cross for my sin I believe on the third day you raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus, I believe you're alive. And right now, I'm so sorry for my past. Forgive me. And I come to you because I need you, Jesus. 
And now I come to you, receive you, Jesus. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. I receive you as my Savior. I receive you as my Lord.